I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and I am here today joined by Lord Jushiro. Some say, hello, everyone. And R Sigma. Hiya. And as like I always say, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And uh, boy, boy, boy. Oh, man. Uh, Actually, trading card game, I haven't done much, honestly. I've just been traveling so much, guys. I'm so (laughs) tired. Like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't remember the last time I had two weekends in a row at my house. Did you notice us being at least uh, uh, us three being a little slow today? It's because it's a Friday uh, uh, evening. It is a Friday evening. That's true. Recording, mm-hmm. so uh, we still have the work the work week on us. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I we're doing it tonight because I'm going to the Ren Fair tomorrow. So I'm going to go yes, have a. Good that's time a good way to that. spend a weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. I think when we go to the Ren Fair, uh, I did I did get to open some uh, 151 today though, so that was kind of exciting. Ooh! Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find a god pack? No, uh, not at all. I am absolutely actually terrified of this set, only because, like, I only need, like, five cards from it, man. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like they're they're just going to be bought up, and it's going to drive right. the price up for no reason. I mean, that's why they release these sets in waves, right? Like, you never buy in the first wave. Like, don't touch You're the true. first wave. You're correct. But like, I need a couple cards. I, to be fair, I'm I'm a dirty local player now because I don't have any regionals to go to, mm-hmm. which is fine. I kind of like it that way. Right. I don't plan on going to worlds, but I do kind of want to just like go play for funsies. Right. Get a challenge. So you need yeah, your blastoise. Yeah. I need my blastoise, buddy. Okay, I need my blastoise. I really need. I really need to get some blastoise. How it is? You just need your blastoise. Give me my blastoise. I kind of do. I do kind of want Arbok. I've heard mm. people talking about Arbok. I don't think I've read the card yet. It is yeah. done okay in Japan. Ah, I mm. see. It is done okay. Uh, mostly because it's like an anti-Mew, anti-Gardevoir type deal. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of those cards, too. Yeah, I, un- <laughs> I understand. Yes. I think it's like, I think it's like Darkrai, but it works. I see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I <laughs> the Pokemon content that I've done this week... Well, okay, so actually there's two. Uh, one, I went down this, like, really deep rabbit hole about the production right. of the Pokemon anime. Ooh. Yeah, I, like, this Color deep, me deep rabbit hole, guys. Uh, I could probably do a whole show on it. Actually, oh. one of the uh, original producers of the Pokemon 
anime has a podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Everyone> okay. Does. <laughs> but yeah. So I've been listening to it. Uh, he's only got like eight episodes. He's doing it very sporadically. Right. And it's a hobby. Now that over like Pat, the past two years, he's done it. But it's actually really interesting because he's got all of this insight and stuff on the creation mm-hmm. of the show because he was the one who would help adapt the scripts for the lip flaps. Oh, <laughs> for the early anime. Oh, that must have been fun. Oh. Yeah. So he's just got so much information about like why certain things are the way they are. Like at the beginning, when they call, uh, when they call, when they call the Pokemon by the wrong plurals, like calling them, oh, the, we're getting attacked by Spearows instead of Spearow. Mm. He's just like he's right. like it's just because nobody told us how to say it yet, and we didn't know. Yeah, there's no style guide at that point, or right. We just didn't. Well, know. they're making the translation at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's such an interesting uh, thing. But like, I also went down some other deep rabbit holes. It mostly started because uh, I just needed to like chill out, right? Um, after during all yeah. this traveling, let me hear about other people's problems or challenges. <laughs> I, it started, and so like, I would have things on in the background. And one of the things that like came up in my feed was just like convention panels about the Pokemon anime, and like right, I okay. just like kept listening to them. I don't know, like, I don't like listening to convention panels a lot, typically, because the questions that the audience asks are sometimes a little bit cringe. A little bit, yeah. This, you're not wrong, you're not wrong. Well, like, when they ask, you know, the voice cast of the Pokemon anime from the first eight seasons in the year 2023, or 2022, what six Pokemon would you have a po- on a Pokemon team? I'm gonna be like, well, you know, these guys probably don't know anything outside of, like, Gen 1 at most. Right? Right, that's the wrong question, yeah. Like, they're not gonna know it. Yeah, yeah but uh, the panels that I watched were actually pretty good at filtering some of these questions. Like, one or two of those got through, right? But it was mostly yeah. like, hey, talk to us about, like, the actual industry, and tell us some stories about, like, when you were going through it, right? Well, right. what's interesting about, like, early Pokemon anime was, it was four kids that did it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, so it technically wasn't. It was technically this other company that was, like, subcontracting other four kids. Oh, okay. So four kids would like edit the footage before the voice actors would get it, right? Yeah. And they got all of the footage after the Porygon incident. Okay. So a lot of things changed. So there's actually a lot of like really awkward slow animations, like when the Pokeballs open very early on, because four kids or Japan is slowing it down to prevent the lights from flashing too fast. (laughs) Okay. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. These are things I've learned in my binge. I need to reach out to this guy and just, like, do an interview with him. Yeah, the behind-the-scenes stuff is super interesting, because I listen to the One Piece podcast every week, and they have, like, a production director or something like that who comes on occasionally, and he'll talk about what it's like working for Toei. He just directed his first episode a little while back. Oh, cool. So he he knows all the stuff behind the scenes, how he he gets the animators and decides on that stuff, and all this behind-the-stuff industry stuff is, like extremely fascinating yeah it's super interesting it's super interesting right and it's it's important information to have as well it's i'm also fascinated by anything yeah getting it documented is really cool right yeah behind the scenes is great it's also no good it's also great to know these things because these jobs are not easy being (laughs) a game developer being an animation they're not easy jobs they're not Jobs that uh, require uh, no time to do. No, these are jobs that are hard. So when people criticize a game because it doesn't have a feature, it doesn't have the way it wants and start making noise, it's because they're lazy. It's like, you guys have no idea 
how the industry works. Yeah. My favorite thing is when he just defends a lot of the changes he's made. Right. Right. Uh, to the show because he was part of the reason he got the translation, but he would have to adapt it. One, so it would right. fit lip flaps, but also two, so that like jokes would actually land. So it sounds natural and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Because early Pokemon used a lot of Japanese puns. And those I don't bet. translate. And those don't translate. Yeah. Exactly. So uh he he had to write a lot of jokes and a lot of the a lot of the early styles were just like him writing writing scripts. Uh I mean he's he's the reason like Team Rocket's still fun to listen to in the early anime. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh is this guy. But it it was very interesting. It, it very interesting dive. I was like I was doing it while I went to uh so Dayton, Ohio for being Dayton, Ohio actually has some interesting locations. Uh one of them being we have the store called the Original 151 mm-hmm. in town that just like imports a bunch of Japanese Pokemon merch. That's awesome. And so it's like a little mini Pokemon Center, but like in Dayton, Ohio. A mini overpriced Pokemon Center. And of course. So uh it, it, they have uh I've been really into these uh these nano blocks uh that they have. Uh it's no, essentially yeah, yeah, Lego. The, they're the just smaller Legos. Legos. Yeah, they're just smaller right, Legos, yeah. right? I have a few of them. I haven't built them all, but yeah. I, I've seen them. I've seen them. I think I had an Eevee at some point or something yeah. like that. I have. Uh, I think I have all the Evolutions and Mewtwo. Yeah, they're very fun to put together. And I, I like it because at the end, it's something that like, you can display in the back wall, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I, I really It's like it. any model kit, really. Yeah, it's essentially a model kit, but it's Lego. It's nice to build, and then you put it on the display because, hey, it looks cool. Yeah. The instructions are also, like, more challenging to understand, which I think is probably the thing I like about it, <laughs> uh, because the the instructions are just like, here are 17 steps you need to do right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm into this. I can do that. Yeah. And so I, I was doing that while I was listening. So that, that's been my Pokemon uh, this week, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, pushing through the DLC. Well, not pushing through is a bad word. Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, the DLC. So uh, yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. having my Pokemon Dose. I finished it uh, not too long ago, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. Not my favorite DLC, but not bad. I mean, it feels like the DLC. How good it is for you probably depends on if you can just climb over everything at the beginning, so nothing matters. Yeah, or if you actually <laughs> have to ride your bike through the area. Right. I think this DLC is. I don't know. After playing it, I'm like, this would be a lot better if I was doing it during the main adventure. Yeah, like, the fact that you can climb over everything, kind of, Yeah. what I did was, like, the second I could jump on my guy, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go catch everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And right. that's what I did. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna climb this mountain, catch everything, and then I realized that nighttime wasn't gonna come, so I couldn't catch yeah. some of the ghost Pokemon and Clefairy, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I guess we'll do the story, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good DLC, uh, but. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also interested to see what happens when we get the uh, the second one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when it released, I was like, oh, wow, this isn't as broken as uh, Urshifu was. And now I'm, I'm uh, thinking back, and maybe hmm. maybe Ogre Pond might be a little too good. <laughs> it's like, it's just a mono grass Pokemon. It's a grass Pokemon. It can't be that good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, uh, uh. But by the time this episode airs... There's probably a decent chance that one of the forms of Ogre Pond is no longer an OU. Yeah, very possible. <laughs> Which one? Very possible, actually. <laughs> the fire one is very good. Yeah, the fire one's very good. The fire one? Okay. The grass one is also pretty good, and the water one is pretty good, too. The rock one's the only one I hear no one talk about. Yeah, yeah well, they'll start talking about it when the others are banned, I think. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the yeah. three? These three ones, the the delinquents. Uh, the bird's really bad. The, yeah, the I think the bad. bird's okay. bad. I think the bird's bad. The bird is extremely bad. Monkey Dory's okay. Monkey is good in singles. Doggy seems good in doubles. Yeah. Is what it seems like to me. Because mm-hmm. the dog has dog has anti-intimidate. Yeah, Doggy is kind of... It's very close to uh, Incineroar. Yeah, it's almost Incineroar. The dog has an anti-intimidate ability. So yeah. if intimidate comes in, he gets the attack boost, which negates it. But that's it. a hidden, right? Yeah, and you can yeah, you yeah. get hidden abilities right away, so it doesn't matter. Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, there's uh, an item you can use, yeah, so it's Yeah, the fine. ability patch. Right, is, right, the patch. has been yeah. around, yeah. Yeah, the dog's probably a better as a hidden ability. I just didn't know if they were locked or not. I have, as you can tell, I didn't put them on my party at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I just caught them. And- yeah, no, that's complete. I mean, they're expensive, so it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the dog seems good in doubles. Yeah. Bird is like absurdly bad. It's kind of a un- kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to monop- monopolize a lot of this time, but we do have some news to talk about, so we should probably kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, turns out that uh, there's a glitch in Scarlet and Violet that fails mm-hmm. to register completed battles beyond 300, which wasn't possible until the DLC. So oh. now there's uh, so now with the DLC that is a problem, and that's actually an issue, I believe, for for some of the uh, side quests in the DLC. The Ogre Clan, yeah, yeah, the Ogre Clan uh, stuff. They're actually hard battles too. Yeah, uh, there is also going to be an update for this in early October. Uh, to, to fix it so hang tight hang tight everybody we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna if you really it. need to battle the ogre clan yes oh right absolutely and in in that same vein rank battles are being weird right now apparently uh, any new pokemon from the dlc isn't banned and are allowed but the returning pokemon are not and uh, i believe that should be a good thing Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what the the way it's supposed to work is all the new Pokemon are supposed to be banned, like until right, the end of the month. In the like, DLC, yeah, until the end of the month. I I mean, I don't think there's a I don't think there's like a regional or an event until like next weekend. I I yeah, think yeah. Is, is there one next weekend? I thought it was until Peoria. Or two weekends? I don't know. Oh no, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Sacramento's happening. Okay, I think. Yeah, I don't like o- Ogre Pond's on the ladder essentially. Uh and be scared. Be very scared. And Weavile with knockoff. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I assume the new moves are usable on ladder. <laughs> uh, I don't know if new moves are. They might be. They might I know be. they're not allowed in, like, VGC yet, but they might be on ladder. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not allowed in VGC yet, but uh, next weekend is the game's first Outbreak event featuring Clefairy with the out- upbeat mark. It should be available to even players without DLC, so yay. Awesome. That's exciting, actually. If, if you want a Clefairy, cool. Go get your Clefairy. Uh, it's not even just a but like it's cool that like you don't need the DLC to do it. Like I'm a oh, big yeah. fan of that. Even though like the adoption rate for this DLC is stupid high, I'm I have sure. to imagine it is very good. Pokemon, uh, right. Poke, Pokemon DLC adoption rates have to be insanely high. Like they have to be making more money on the DLC than third versions. We were trained in buying re <laughs> uh, the third version of every game that came out. As, yeah, as Pokemon fans, so I do. It's not surprise me that we automatically go for the DLCs. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the DLC is a better deal, in all honesty. Right, it's way better deal than having to pay the game, buy the game again. Exactly. Uh, well, take us to this next one, Jushiro. Oh yeah, we're moving on to Unite Moves uh, news, and uh, Mimikyu releases now in October nineteenth. Perfect spooky day uh, season. Yeah, I think Halloween events start then too. So yeah, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. They've they've been doing this consistently the past three years. So I'm very unsurprised. I I hear it's actually not. It hasn't gotten bad yet. So no. In <laughs> fact, they're adding, and uh, I believe I saw pictures. I don't know if it was fake or not, but they're adding if they not already added uh, Overworld. Not oh, really? that one that you can go and explore, but much like more like um, uh, Splatoon, where you have like oh, the city. Yeah, before now they're uh, they're implementing that soon into the game. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. They're cool. doing a lot of work over there at Unite. Well, let's move on to Go. Uh, in Pokemon Go, the next Community Day is going to be Timber on October fifteenth. That's actually a good one. Mm, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's. A good I mean, one. it's it's shiny is not great, but it's nice to get easy. <laughs> to get easy candy for it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. it's not easy to get a Timber. So I think it was only in like eggs and. Special raids, yeah. so that's it was good. in raids. It was in raids because like one star raids. Yeah, yeah. So I got mine. But yeah, that's exciting. Um, what, what else we Ooh. got? I think it's you, Sigma. Okay, from September twenty seventh to October second, there is an out to play event, which isn't super exciting because all it does is add shiny Hisui and Growlithe and gives you bonus XP for routes. But mm-hmm. if you're on the shiny Jirachi hunt, uh, they're boosting oh. the Kecleon spawns. Um, oh, that is important. I actually. I got to the Kecleon task way back in May. I have found three, three in four months. To, how many do you need to get? You need ten. Ten? <laughs> I I mean I've seen a good number of them in the past year, but probably like five or six. I mean, most of the ones I saw were back during the Hoenn event or back okay. when they released Kecleon. Mm. Um, I think I found like one while I was waiting to get to the Kecleon quest. I see. I the Kecleon see. quest is where everything like slows down for it. So yeah, yeah. Well, there's also in much lesser news, the Asu- uh, Asuro Hatch Day is on September 30th. If for whatever reason you've been playing Go and you don't have an Asuro, um, you got a better chance. Well, you I can also it's shiny boosted. You can also yeah. get sh- yeah, it's gonna be shiny boosted from eggs. Uh, I think oh, no, hatch okay. days are the worst. Like the hatch, the hatch days are the gotcha days. They're they're yeah. very boring, and I don't touch them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're just gotcha yeah. days. All right, uh, take us home, Sigma, on this last piece. Uh, all right. So pre-orders opened and immediately sold out for the TCG Classic mm, at four hundred dollars. Uh, four hundred dollars uh, was when I saw that. I was like, that is far more expensive than I ever assumed this would be. Yeah, it was a little, it was higher than I was expecting. I, I was, was thinking expecting like, like two hundred, like two fifty three hundred was my ballpark. Yeah, I was expecting three hundred. Uh, apparently, that's what it is in Japan, roughly. So. Yeah, that is. That's uh, if it's still available in Japan and I can buy it there, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. So the the fact but, that the sentence pre order open and immediately sold out, they clearly understand what they were doing. So in two thousand twenty three, yeah. makes me think back of all the moms and dads that were like, "This is just a fab." This oh, will yeah. go away in the nineties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is this ain't going nowhere. This is going nowhere. People will forget next month. Like let's look <laughs> at like the graveyard though of like nineties fads. Okay, there were a lot of them. Mm-hmm. 
Rest, rest in peace, crazy bones. Rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> we, we got we got beanie right. babies. We got Tamagotchis. We've got. I'm uh, still waiting on the Freakasoid reboot. I don't know when that's gonna yeah, happen. There's a there's plenty of <laughs> there's plenty of fads from back then. Oh, what was the Beetle one before juice. Pokemon? There is the. Uh, I don't oh even remember. I can. I'm thinking of they're the little discs that you throw at things. Pogs. Oh yeah, oh, pogs yeah, were big in the nineties. Maybe eighties too. But not in Puerto Rico, apparently, because I have no idea oh, what we're no. talking about. <laughs> Dude, I, I still miss I still miss like the uh, the Wild West of Pokemon products, which is why I'm really Ooh. I'm kind of bummed we don't get like the Japanese full like Pokemon Center line here in the US mm, because yeah. they get some weird stuff. They get some weird stuff, which is what I kind of want, because like think about some of the stuff right. we used to get. Like, first of all, I miss Pokemon breakfast cereal. Uh, wow, second yeah. of all, uh, sec- I, I don't know, like it. Lately, I've just been feeling like a lot of nostalgia for the past, hence why I've been like reading about the Pokemon anime of the past. Uh, yeah. But man, doesn't it suck that Saturday cartoons are gone? Yep. yep. They're yep, just yep, gone yep. because all these kids have been spoiled with on-demand TV. I was going to say, everything's streaming now. Like, cable's dying. These kids won't know what it is to wait on, wait on commercials. No, but you remember when I had to wait? I remember when I had to wait for my show to start. Right, 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 and you have I to, had to like, w- watch the I one before was... and watch the one Lex because you're already there. I yeah, sat exactly. there and knew that the show I wanted to watch was on in an hour and a half, and I had to find something to watch until I got to that hour. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I remember these days. Oh, I, I I do miss them, like the good old days. Like some of my favorite right. memories are watching Saturday morning cartoons with the bowl of cereal, and that's you just watch like things your, you didn't care morning. about. But. That's just your. That's just your morning up until like noon, right. one o'clock. That's your day. I mean, I'm sure that this is just part of adulthood <laughs> that we all go through. This, I'm pretty oh, sure absolutely. that people in the people in the '90s were like, "Man, I, I sure, I don't know, wish that I, I don't know what people did in, <laughs> before the, <laughs> for fun. I mean, play basketball or something. Sports were bigger or something. It, it, it's just people who say like, "Oh, kids, you know, the millennials and their video games." It's like it's the yeah, same yeah. thing as the boomers with and the Gen Xers with their sports oh, yeah. or whatever or with their music, they right? Their rock and it's roll. Right. Yeah. It was what it was available at the time. You enjoy it and you know you have this nostalgia over it and you want it back uh because it reminds oh, yeah. you of your childhood. <laughs> oh yeah, no no. I absolutely agree. Um I, 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 I do I do think this. there's a small di- piece that's different. I feel like uh I feel like the internet like there wasn't as big of a shift as there was with the internet introducing being introduced, right? Uh oh no, in, yeah, internet in some of those previous time frames. Like I mean we did we I mean you have you know, early or not, early 1900s, bad. you have radio, and then you've got TV and television and everything. But right. um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like there is anything like as big as the inter- as the internet because that's like no. a really huge cultural shift instead of like a pastime right. evolution. We uh, oh, we should note that there's going to be an additional printing of the cards from the TCG yeah. classic. You can get set. the Suicune X, Lugia X, Hoe X. It doesn't matter because like they're not legal for play anyway, but. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't get them. They're, they're not even numbered promos. Just letting yeah. you all know, they're not even numbered promos. They're but I mean, just, uh, we're the collectors out there. Like, they don't yeah. have to pay the $400 to get the set. Yeah, you don't need the $400 if you, if you want the decks. Um, man, I do like the, I, I wish they would just sell like the damage counters separate. I would love that. I mean, those are the cool things of it. Yeah, right. That's like what I'd pay for. But yeah. all right. Uh, Puckle's Pokey prediction. Well, we're going to go ahead and. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and 
talk to you guys. Uh, the final set of Miku art this week are uh, Steel, Dark, Fighting, and Dragon. Take a stab at which Pokemon they're going to pick for at least one of them. I don't know. Dragon is going to be... That's going to be... Well, it's Miku, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's an easy pick for Dragon. Just say it. Is there... <laughs> what is the music-based pick? Dragon? Are we going Altaria? That's probably true. No, that was taken for uh, flying, but it's also oh, another flying dragon. Uh, wait, there's a... Wait, what? Am I not, with, what am I not thinking You know, of? the one with speakers for ears? Oh my gosh, Noi- Noivern, you're right, you're right. You're like, right. that has to be it, right? <laughs> no, Noivern or Noibat, right? One of the two. I mean, they did pick Jigglypuff for fairy, so... Yeah. Uh, and Steel, Dark, and Fighting, let's see... Uh, Those ones are hard. Uh, yeah, I was Dark thinking could- maybe... I don't expect them to double up on Meloetta for fighting, so I was thinking no, maybe they Metacham? Metacham's Met- got a Metacham. dancer vibe to it. Metacham yeah. is better. Well, if you want a dancer, right? Like, I feel, isn't I mean, Hisumi and Lilligan's also right there, too, so. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I think Hisumi and Lilligan's the, is, is a better choice. Like, Hisumi and Lilligan's a good choice. I that that Pokemon feels so forgotten to me because even though it's available in Scarlet and Violet now, nobody uses it because it's probably not very good. Uh, I forgot yeah. Quackwobbles there too. I guess as a dancer, uh, I still think History and Lilligan's better, but Quack they might. I, be I think it is too, but it could be either. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to these Miku things that much, mostly because I don't really care. Mm. And, and I don't understand. I'm assuming I'm, I'm a little lost in this conversation. But I so they've been doing a event. all month. They've been doing promo arts for Miku for each of the types, and there's going to be a music video next week. Miku being the Japanese, yeah, uh, the Japanese like right music uh, star idol whatever, yeah, right idol physical not not real yeah, yeah, yeah. but virtual idol. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Hatsune Miku. Yeah, I just haven't cared, but apparently they're very popular according to Sigma and Joe Merrick. <laughs> Hello, I mean, they youngin'. I see multiple Discord servers like talk about it every morning when they get revealed. So, I including mean, I believe- our. Own. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, <laughs> People, yeah, that, they like to talk about the choice. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or, oh, that looks so cool. And I love the design of the Miku. Things like that. Right. Yeah. So that I, I think we're going to wrap it up there. That's the news. Yeah, that's the news. We, we are going to kick things on over now, though, guys, to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you for that introduction. We are on to the trivia. Our first question this week is going to come to you from Umbreon 1080. Which Mega Evolution was the only one to not have a 100 base stat total increase upon its release? Alakazam. Ooh, there you go. That was very quick, and that not, is the I correct have answer. Today. But, I, 
Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> I, I remember this answer. because what happened was its regular stats were raised by ten, like in special defense. Yeah, that's true. So its total stat increase was ninety, and yep. I assume it's because mm. the stat increase to its regular form came late in development, and they just never went in and fixed it. Probably, uh, it was. I remember it was that. corrected in Sun and Moon. It was corrected. Yeah, in Sun, Sun and Moon, Moon fixed it. So I, I assume that's what happened. Is they just decided it can get ten more special defense, and yeah, then they never boosted the mega stats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, you're one for one. So, yeah. Uh, All right, this next one is from Bowling for Bear. Which Pokemon is number one in the Teal Mask Pokedex? Or the Kitakami Pokedex? Which Pokemon is number one in the Teal Mask Pokedex? I I want to say it's Yanma or Puchiana. Oh, my. I know Um, it's not Wooper. Wooper's, like, number five. But I think it's either Yanma or Puchiana. It bothers me because I've been looking at that Pokedex a lot, and I can't <laughs> believe it never registered the number one. I know, yeah. I, 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 yeah it, the yeah. only thing that did hit me is that it's not any type of starter. It's which is somebody <laughs> who's right when you get there, and that is Yanma, Puchiana, I think Spinarax in that area, right. uh, the Fairy Bug uh, that yeah. evolves into Rabombies over there. But. I'm going to go with you there because I honestly can't recall it. It might just I, be, yeah. I think it might be fly. just Yanma. Yeah, Yanma. Yanma is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. The answer the answer is Spinarak, the other bug. Okay. Oh, there are a oh, lot of sorry. bugs in Kitakami. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of it, bugs. It, it, it just makes me feel like walking through tall grass and just feeling you know, disgusted, you know? It feels very Johto-y. <laughs> they just took the bug yeah. catching park, and that's where we're at. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. Um, you can get it. If you get it on the first try, that's two points. This is going to come from Dragon Tamer Nick. It's Pokemon Sword entry reads, At nightfall, these Pokemon appear on the shores of lakes. They announce their territorial claims by letting out cries that sound like shouting. Who's that Pokemon? Huh. Lake, huh. Lake Pokemon. It shouts. It yeah, the shouting the is what got me. Yeah. Who do we know that reaches the shore and shouts on a lake? Right. Because that immediately speaks to me like a seal, but seals are not lake creatures. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like a bug at first, and then he got to the screech, and it's like, mm. right. Well, not even if it were a screech, it would be a bug, but it's a scream. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be Swanner, right? <laughs> like, Honestly, at this point, it makes sense. Wait, what game did this come from? Pokemon Sword. Uh, not Swana. All right. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Sword. We got Pokemon in a lake. There were no that reaches. No, that, that, that reaches the shore and screams to, to say it's their, their territory. Whoa, at boy. night. At night. Oh, at night. Oh, my God. What yeah. screams in the lake? The at night part really throws it off, too. Right. It's Oh, um... It screams, so it has a mouth, so it can't be like a Starmie. Again, Starmie, not a lake creature, but, um, yeah, uh, reach ashore. Like, I don't think it's Crawdon, right? It's, I was just thinking of Crawdon, but it... Like, I can't imagine it's Crawdon. Well, you know what? At this point, I I mean, might as well get get another hint. Uh, You want to go for the hint this time? Yeah, we don't think it's right. Uh, Crawdon is not right. You are correct about that. (laughs) Um, This next entry comes to you from Pokemon Sapphire. 
Ooh. And it reads, The curled hair on this Pokemon's head is proof of its status as a king. It is said that the longer and more curled the hair, the more respect this Pokemon earns from its peers. So I'm I'm leaning Politoed. Oh, yes. Now everything makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. It yep, only yep, has yep, one yep. hair. which Only has <laughs> one hair, and it's curled. <laughs> but it is a king. It, it, it yeah, it thinks of itself of a king, and it does have a mouth where it can scream. And frogs yeah. do scream at and night. And it is on a lake. <laughs> and the frogs are lake creatures. Yep, I, I, I go for that, too. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Polywhirl is correct. Poly- or Polytoad. Poly- there we go. Polytoad. Polytoad is okay. correct. Uh, <laughs> what? I still want to give it to you, but it is Polytoad, yes. Um, okay. All awesome. right, so okay. you guys are two for three. This next question is your multiple answer question. Um, and there are going to be... Uh, uh, man, you know what? I'm going to go for this one. There are 13 answers to this question. Uh, oh, wow. I think okay. both of you will be able to answer them. Um, there are three points up for grabs, so I'm going to say for every three answers you give me, you get a point. Um, if you get all 13, you can, you can give yourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. Um, who were the 13 Amiibos? This is from Bodhi, by the way. Who were the 13 Amiibos of Pokemon that were released as of now? Oh, okay. Let's start. Number one, Charizard. Number two, Pikachu. Pikachu. Ivysaur. Ivysaur, Squirtle. That's four. Pokemon that trainer. Correct. Mew, Mew That's five. Uh, yeah. Mew two is six. Pokemon trainer. Jigglypuff. Wait, Pokemon trainer Seven. is not a. a well, not there, there's a Pokemon, Pokemon trainer one. It's lit. It's no, on there the list. is, but oh, but he's not on the list. I, oh, yeah. I thought you were speaking. I, I have it on the list. Pokemon. I have. Okay, yeah, okay, so yeah, trainer. That's fine. Uh, so okay. you guys are at seven. So there is a Detective Pikachu amiibo that's separate from the Pikachu amiibo. Uh-huh. I, I, I will accept that. That's eight. Then that's nine. Yeah, yep. Lucario's there. Yeah, uh, Greninja. Uh, that's Greninja. Uh, Incineroar uh, has one. Incineroar. Yep. That is uh, eleven. And two more. Two more. We got uh, the seasons. Are we done with we're all missing. the Smash ones? No, you're missing one Smash one. We are. Yeah, we're missing one Smash. One Smash. Who is it? Who is Smash? 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 Pichu. Pichu, yeah. Pichu, there we go. I, I and don't think. Missing... And I don't think. I don't think you're gonna think oh, about this last one. Oh, it's the Shadow Mewtwo card. Yeah, from, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, the Shadow. That is all thirteen. I was well, on the back to you. Wow, hats off. Over hats half off. Of you got all I of them. I have over half of them. I have all of them. Yeah. Well, except for the two. I don't. Pikachu. I don't have Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I don't think I, I got the. Um, I don't think I got Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Pokemon Trainer. Oh, yeah, they were in a pack. They were in a three pack. Uh, but yeah, were, that is that's when they raised the price of amiibo and they were uh, those were fair. small figures and they weren't worth it um <laughs> they weren't oh. worth the 16 dollars price tag all right well that gives you all three points so you guys are up uh you guys Woo! are up five for uh five for four something like that right no more than five yeah, yeah no five five for four five for four yeah yeah, yeah. yeah all yeah. right well you guys can go for six here uh, this is your base stack question, as always, and I was only given one option for this today, probably because I was a little <laughs> too early for Liger. Um, and so this one is from Zay Paladin. Which single-stage grass-type Pokemon has the lowest base defense? Ooh, interesting. Which single-stage? Uh, you can get a hint. This is a pure grass-type Pokemon. All right. Well, we uh, so Carnivine is here. 
Uh, I don't know yeah, what carnivine stats are. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I know it's bad. Uh, yeah, I don't I have no idea carnivines. Uh, what other monotype or non-evolutionary well, grass types are there? What's this, the stat again? Lowest defense, I believe. Defense. Lowest base okay. defense. Um, this Pokemon was also... Uh, it was in a, a recent-ish theme deck. Okay. Uh... I know, I know you and I have played theme deck battles on, on PTCGO before they no longer existed. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. The grass decks were always bad though. Uh, <laughs> there, were, there was one that was okay. I was, I imagine it would be the Gorilla Boom one. Uh, mm, so, other mono grass, non evolving Pokemon. I am kind of stumped. I'm having issues thinking of any of them that aren't Carnivine. Carnivine has. Oh no, it has levitate. And it's not Carnivine. Uh he's not in the theme deck. Um Tangela evolves already. Yeah, I know. I went to Tangela too and I'm like, no. Yeah. I know it's nothing in Gen 1 because Tangela is the only monograss Pokemon. Right, right. <laughs> uh single doesn't evolve, just grass. It's definitely not um non form shaman, right? Uh, no, it's How's not Shaman. Shaman has that? good defenses. <laughs> okay. I mean, Shaman uh, Skyform is less good defenses, but, right, but it should Skyform still be better. Right, but it's flying on it, right? Uh, so it's no, no longer Mono, but the other form, which yeah. is Monograss, I thought maybe it had some defense issues, but no. Um, oof, I'm really stumped with this one. I'm stumped, too. Uh, <laughs> uh let's guess something, because we need to guess something soon before Thatch asks. I'm gonna have to need an answer. Uh, oh man, I'm stumped. I'm gonna I'm need really an answer to... here, guys. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Uh, what do we do? I have Thanks. zero idea. Uh, um, Carnivine. Carnivine is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, at, but it is second place actually on this list. Oh, That's because there are like three mono grass Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, don't evolve. <laughs> well, these aren't all. No, no. Mono grass wasn't the uh, wasn't in the question. That was a hint, right? Oh, uh, oh okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, the answer is Maractus. Oh, that bad thing! Oh yeah. my god! I d- the answer is yeah. No, I'm talking yeah. about forgettable Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad. Maractus has a <laughs> base defense of sixty-seven. Uh, second place goes to a tie between Carnivine and Virizion at seventy-two. Okay, um, okay. Oh, wow. And then uh, Shaven Skyform is 75. Okay, yeah, I knew that defense wasn't great. So yeah, uh, you guys got five points today, so don't uh, don't yeah, feel we'll too bad. We'll and you can uh, you can yeah. still uh, pat yourselves on the back for that. Uh, it is going to go ahead and it is going to change up the standings. Uh, where is it again? Uh, where where are you just sure on this list? Oh my gosh, you must be somewhere. I was like a. Was oh no, you were you were you were tied with Sigma actually. Um, <laughs> oh well, that makes it easier. Oh, there it is. Uh, all right, so in first place we've got Linian with twenty two points. Mm. Um, in or wait no, in first place is Seth Vila with twenty five. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then then we've got. Uh, Linian in second with 22 points. Tied for third, we've got Shark and Dr. Shamu with 20. Uh, in a three-way tie for fifth, we've got Whimsicott, R. Sigma, and Jushiro with 17. Hello! Best trio ever! In eighth, we've got uh, Mark with and Sublime uh, tied for with 14 points. And then bringing up the rear, we've got Claude with six. Uh, still a race to 40, so it's pretty much anybody's game. 
So until then, guys, tune in next week for another segment of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Puckle Factory is back. Battle against your fellow Puckalonians with rental teams provided to you by us. Each week will have its own themes to explore. You get to pick which team best suits your wants. Which one you think is the best you have until October 1st at 8pm Eastern Time to sign up. Further information can be found on our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Mega Evolution Retrospective? I, that's, I think that's the way to do it, right? Legacy of Kalos, let's go. The Legacy of Kalos, that's nice. Legacy of Kalos, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm actually very interested in this topic. Uh, Sigma brought it up because he's like, oh, well, this, too bad it's not like October 13th and we could just do this. And I I kind of disagree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can do it anytime. It just gets more traction on the actual Decade. The anniversary. Day. That's true. I mean, we should just be better about social media, which I am not, and uh, and just go ahead and do it because I uh, and like promote it that day. But I just think uh, it's such an interesting idea. It's worthy. It's a worthy topic. Uh, well, mostly because I'm excited to talk about it. Because as soon as Sigma brought it up, I'm like, I have so many feelings about how this goes. Be- go ahead, Thatch, unleash them. Oh man. Okay, so. Uh, I have a lot of opinions on Mega Evolution as a whole because uh, Gen 6, as we we were discussing off air earlier, was a very, uh, I think, a very pivotal game series in the history of the Pokemon franchise. It, it did a lot of things. I would say uh, Second Reborn, Second Revive. I don't want to say it's a revival per se, but uh, one, it was the transition to 3D, which uh, was what it was. Yeah, it it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things for Gen 6, I hope. It was cool, but it didn't, like, it wasn't a game changer for me. Yeah, it still pl- it still played, like, it, it yeah. was the same games. Yeah, it was the same games. Yeah, it, pretty much. I, I just, uh, yeah, I'd much rather have had it be, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it, they were good games, they just weren't the rebirth of the franchise. It was the first time, I think, that we had a lot of Gen 1 pandering in a Pokemon game, which has just not gone away. Uh, which is unfortunate, but Unova not being received as well as I think the Pokemon company would have hoped, I, I think th- was, I mean, I think they took it too far, right? Uh, <laughs> I think Gen 6. The soft reboot was not the way. The soft reboot wasn't their way, right? But I feel like, I feel like really leaning into Gen 1 as hard as they have been in the past decade has been, uh, very tiring, very exhausting. As the 151 set releases. In terms of a Pokemon game that I really enjoy, I think no Pokemon game, at least personally for me, uh, this is very subjective. I believe X and Y is the one that encapsulates adventure more so than any other Pokemon game. Like the feeling of adventure, I very much encapsulate it. And I I do think um, Sigma also made some comments earlier that it's probably a lot of it's caught up early in the game as opposed to later in the game. Like I, I know a, a common complaint about X and Y is that it takes forever to get from the first badge to the second badge. But I think, honestly, that's my... That was good, though. That was good. <laughs> that's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of that game. And what made it feel like an adventure, instead of being like, oh, one route gym, one route gym, or something like that, I felt like I was exploring and having an adventure and doing things. And, and that felt good. 
that felt good. And I, I will stand by that for eternity, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I think Scarlet and Violet captured that to some extent as well, just in a different way, just because I, I don't know, like the trend of every game series becoming Breath of the Wild and hitting some kind of singularity there, honestly, a little exhausting, though I do, I do think Scarlet and Violet is done very well outside of game performance. Uh, my opinion, right, real quick on that is that, um, I do agree. Uh, on the adventure. Oh, however, I, the distinction I would like to make is that, uh, you know, sword, oh, sorry, not sword and shield, <laughs> X and Y, it was a sense of adventure that it was built for, you know, they built that for you so you can have, it's in like an artificial feeling of exploration because you're not really in, for, in exploration. You're still in the ray, in a rail game, right? You're going through a certain pa- a passage and you go back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still pretty much made while in Scarlet and Violet, they give you full freedom to you do an actual adventure and they leave the adventuring part to you, right? It's like you can either go to every corner of this map and not touch a, not touch a gym um if you want to but if you want to speed through it you can also do that so in that aspect i i, I do want to put those two different things no no i i agree with you i i definitely agree and with you. oh sorry and the other thing i remember is that in the sense of every game being breath of the wild i'm totally with you there except that pokemon fans has been asking for a full game uh world uh open world game since forever it's fine that they tried it it is good that they tried it I mean, I, I think it's fine. I just, it feels just so much like Breath of the Wild. I want something to differenti- differentiate it other than like the glide being worse. <laughs> like, like that's the honest answer. The part of it is like, maybe it should stay in like a legend series and have linear regular games. I don't know. No, you know what's, you know what's worse is I think legends did a better job than Scarlet and Violet in some case, in some senses. But regardless, I do want to, uh, I do want to, this is about mega evolution, right? <laughs> We found a new topic for a later date. That's yeah, yeah. I think I think the problem is you have the three of us on, uh, which I think are very passionate about this topic. We found a topic with depth. It's fine. <laughs> well, so like Mega Evolution is like the it's the gimmick that started us having a gimmick, and I wanted to find the gimmick briefly because when we were discussing this topic earlier, we also had a disagreement, uh, a minor disagreement. I I wanted to find what I mean by gimmick, and that is something that is pretty much legal in like VGC, right? Like something that changes the Pokemon and is legal in VGC. So you actually see it at Worlds so that they can kind of sell the gimmick. And so because we brought up like the idea that triple battles was a gimmick and I do agree with you, they were and it was an awful one. <laughs> it was not one well regarded. Um, it felt like a a generational gimmick instead of like yes. Gen 4's gimmick of a special physical split that was always going to be with us, right? I, I wouldn't call that a I wouldn't call that a gimmick, right? Yeah. I I, yeah, that was that was a stretch for a gimmick, but also Gen 4 doesn't really have a gimmick. So. Yeah, yeah. This was the real first gimmick and they treated they Well, the underground, but yeah. It's treated so differently from the others, and I think one is because they didn't know what they were doing with it and like how far they wanted to take it, right? Because uh, it's the only gimmick that's returned between games and several games, mind you. Um, they they uh, it's returned not it returned not only in Sun and Moon, but it also came with multiple retcons. Well, multiple retcon lore, like right? Yeah, it was it was in Sun and Moon, um, and then again it was it showed up in. Uh, I'm actually surprised they got Dex entries in Sun and Moon too. By the way, let's go of all places. Uh, let's go, Pokemon. Let's go. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, uh, what was most frustrating of all is like post Sword and Shield launch, it came Pokemon out Ghost in trailer. Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon Mystery Dungeon at DX. Oh, that too. 
It, yeah, it's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and I think it's coming back somewhere else as well. Uh, somewhat. It's in, it's in Pokemon Unite. Like it just came out in Pokemon Unite. Oh yeah, it was just added to Unite with Mewtwo. Oh wow. Yeah, isn't that insane? I I just can't uh, I can't get over it. Goes to show it was a good and well loved mechanic. No, no, it's it's a really good gimmick, and I it, these are forms of these Pokemon, right? So like it, I don't know. So uh, I think I think all three of us um, enjoyed the TV show Digimon Digital Monsters. Digimon are the champions. They are the champions. Uh, so there's an episode of the uh, Digimon anime in season two where they talk about how the Digi Destin from season one had to give up their crest to protect the digital world. Um, and there's a line where they, when they're telling the story about how they gave up their crests, uh, because they need the crest to go from the champion level to the ultimate level Digimon forms. So like, instead of just Greymon, Metal Greymon, not just Garurumon, Rare Garurumon, so on and so forth, that the Digimon felt like they lost part of themselves when they had to give up the crest. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I felt when like Mega Evolution got cut in Sword and Shield. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it was that just like, oh man, these like really cool forms, um, got cut and so something that's even more frustrating to me so um so i'm going to japan in a couple of weeks right uh so i've been watching a lot of uh there, there's this guy this is such a bad like uh this is such a bad use of youtube but uh there's a guy that that goes to pokemon centers and he just like films what's in them like every month just so like you know what's in them there's an audience to be fair. there's an audience and it's apparently me ah! <laughs> yeah and so I, I, wa I watch these videos, and the thing that gets me is there's these little figures in Japan called the uh, mon Monokli? Is that how you pronounce it? Sure. They're essentially, they're essentially little action figures of every Pokemon. Like, any po most Pokemon have one. Um, but the thing is, like, in current times, they still, like, reproduce the Megas for you to buy. And these are Pokemon that haven't been in the game in, well, outside of Mystery Dungeon DX since 2019 uh like four years ago and they keep bringing these back like they have these you know what's not up there gigantamax pokemon uh those aren't there they weren't marketable i don't know what their thought was i gigantamax is just such a megas aren't like super marketable either like in their design aspect but you know i don't know they kind of are because they're pretty cool i i, I would have you seen how many spoons Alakazam has to make a plush show with no no that's i do agree with that but i still think that design wise they're very cool they they don't make good plushes. They can make good figures. Except Alakazam. Alakazam has a lot of spoons. Like making those spoons float is not something you can do. Also, I also want to I want to just rewind even further to a, I was doing those nano blocks earlier, right? Uh they just released Mega Blastoise and Mega Venusaur. Uh, one of those was a good mega. <laughs> I take offense to that actually. <laughs> one of them looked cool. <laughs> I take offense. <laughs> the other one saw use. <laughs> you know it to be true. I know the answer to this question. I think it's just, I think it's one, the testament of Megas. And that, how, and how that, even a decade later, these are forms that we're still talking about. Like, I'm never going to talk about G-Max Kingler ever again. Like, I, I'm just <laughs> never going to talk about it. But I will talk about almost every of the 50 Megas. Because they all did something. So let's, let's uh, divide this a bit more. What would you say that is specifically the thing that you missed about uh, Mega Evolution? And I'll give you options. So, is it the stats is, and how, or the, and the way that it changed the meta and changed battle per se? Is it the fact that it's new versions as a new art style, new uh, versions of old Pokemon that you like? Um, so the design is what I'm trying to say. Or is it the design of them? Uh, what exactly was that 
for you, really made Megas the best? It's kind of a mix for me, but I like the Mega. The Megas I like the most are the ones that... There were two categories I liked. The ones that gave Pokemon new strategies to use, like Heracross. Mm-hmm. Right. Heracross with Skill Link is a completely different Pokemon from any Heracross we had seen before, right? right. Um, it and then the other one confused. was uh, Megas that made bad Pokemon good. Like Mega Manetric. One, he looked cool. But he also made Manetric, who is a trash Pokemon, generally speaking, like usable. Same with Mawile. Yeah, I think I, I kind of fall under that same boat. But I also just think that it's a really cool way to make older Pokemon more memorable again, or at least bring them back into the zeitgeist, right? And by doing that... They make them more relevant, yeah. And well, and, and doing this without, like, quote-unquote ruining them, if that makes sense. Like, um... So, like, let's take, let's go to Charizard. I'm not a big Charizard fan, but, uh, like, Charizard, right? You breathe a breath of fresh air into Charizard by giving him, one, his dragon typing, um, and giving him, like, a cool design that's very, very reminiscent of his shiny. He could finally use his physical move pool. It's a completely different way to use Charizard versus Charizard Y, which is Charizard how you'd usually run it. But it does this. It does this because it's a temporary form, and we're not adding an evolution to Charizard. We're not making a new, a new Charizard per se. Uh, this is just, hey, you can power up your old Charizard to be like this. Mm. I think that's, uh, I think that's very powerful, and I think that's very interesting. Um, and it's a, it's a cool way to bring old Pokemon back into the zeitgeist, which is why when that happened, we were all wishing for certain Pokemon to get Megas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you think about, uh, you, you think about like. I don't know, like some that I think that would be cool and some of them don't matter because at least now they've started like evolving Pokemon, if that makes sense. They're, they're no longer scared to add evolutions again. Yeah, we'll get Kingler evolution at some point. Uh, I, I don't really care, but, um, y- you know, we, we're, they're not scared. Like we got, we got Ferrigarath, which is great, honestly. Or Annihilate. Annihilate is a good Annihilate user. was also very good. Like Primate's a Pokemon that deserved it. I think Weird Ear is amazing if they would just put it put an evolution method in any other game that's not PLA, that'd be great. Uh, I have issues with that, but that's a whole, that's another podcast entirely. That's a different story. That's another podcast. That's its own issue. Like... <laughs> just evolve with a Thunderstone, please. <laughs> yeah, I think that Megas, in a way, are, like, it's unique too, I think, compared to Gigantamax forms, which are just not memorable, um, because some of them were just, pl- most of them were just plain bad. Like, most of them were just- The only ones that were good were the- Kanto starters and the Galar starters, and then like Lapras and Colossal. Yeah, those are like the only ones that ended up being good. And Colossal was good because it had the same attack as the Kanto starters. Yeah, Col- yeah, it, most of them weren't good. And on, I mean, Z moves was in, an interesting concept, and I didn't like. It. Yeah, I I think they're fine. I I like the way they've implemented gimmicks since Mega Evolution, where they have since made them. See, well, I think Terrestrialization is kind of up in the air right now. Well, I think the Rosalation is definitely better than Gigamax. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, that's, not, that's not where I'm going with this. That's not where I'm going with this. But when uh, Z-Moves were introduced, it was introduced as something that's very region-specific, right? Like, this is something that's very important to the cultural of, cultural of Alola. And then Gigantamax and Dynamax as well, they specifically state, like, this is a galore-only phenomenon. I, and Terrestrialization... Wasn't Ka- wait? Wasn't Mega Evolution also like they were specific on it was a Kalos ish thing? Yeah, they changed that lore real quick. <laughs> no, they changed they changed that lore real quick because it went to Hoenn and then went to Kanto and and then it went to Alola. Like half the regions have Mega Evolution, which is very frustrating. Uh, but I mean, terrestrialization though does seem like uh, they're kind of trying to push it with the DLC because Kitakami just randomly has terrestrial 
Trestle crystals for some reason. Mm-hmm. And and Briar does have that that one line. I mean, no one in no one in the DLC. Fo- uh, well, in the in the in the uh, I, I do agree. Nobody in the DLC did did terrestrialization. I do agree with you. But there are terrestrial crystals in that lake up top. Yeah, it's planting the seeds. They are put into the masks of Ogre Pond, which is why Ogre Pond can terrestrialize. Which is a whole thing. Which honestly is how the way that terrestrialization should have worked. But that's fine. I mean, I like how special terrestrialization works with Ogre Pond, but that's its own thing. It kind of feels like Megas because the ability changes. It is. It's 100% just Megas. It's like it it changes the type. It changes the stats. It changes the stats. It gives it a stat boost. It doesn't change the stats. It gets a stat boost instead. It gets a stat boost, which is kind of the same thing. Right. So so this is my next question. My question is, why do you think that... uh, Game well, decided yeah. to opt out of Mega Evolution when it came to uh, Sun and or the next, you know, Sword you know, and yeah, Shield, Sun right? and Moon. Yeah, yeah. Why did you think that they decided we can't proceed with this? We're going to change it to this other thing. I I don't think it was compatible with what they wanted to do with uh, Gigantamax and Dynamax, and also I think they made some of them too strong. Well, I think Gigantamax and Dynamax was a substitution, right? They could have. They could have not done that and add Mega again because obviously Mega Evolution were, was always like a success and and it was viewed very positively by the fan base. But yet they had uh, either because of their own decision, which we might discuss now, what was the what was going through their minds, or because of technical issues, they decided to opt out of Mega and change it for. Uh, uh, and my question is, why do you think that they did when they had something so successful? Why change it? Um, so part of it, I think, is that they wanted something, like, really showy for, uh, the first console games, right? They, they did say that, they did say that in the interviews as well. Um, they did say that they wanted, they said, oh, this is the first time we're going to a full home console. We wanted to make, make the Pokemon big, quite literally. Which is like what Dynamax is. It's a very showy mechanic. It looks. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think they wanted to get away from the, uh, like Dynamax is actually very balanced competitively. Really? Weren't they immediately like uh, banned? Outside of OU, outside of six v six, it is fair. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, outside outside of six v six, like outside of six v six is actually very balanced, uh, which isn't in a format that Pokemon supports anyway. So, which is dumb, but it's fine. Which is why Last Respects is a move and things like that. But you know, yeah, six v six is is not their priority uh, by any means. So Dynamax is actually is is fairly balanced in that way, and they kind of I think they wanted to get away from requiring a held item to do these things. Mm-hmm. They wanted everyone to be able to access something, right? Which is which we saw with Z crystals do, and then they were like, "But these guys got special Z crystals, granted they never mattered except for like maybe the Solgaleo Lunala ones." But Kamoa was a good one, but like Mimikyu was probably important in BSS. I wasn't playing. I I think I think Mimikyu. I think Mimikyu only mattered because it was slightly higher base power. It was a slightly stronger move. And also Mimikyu would just saw play anyway, so it didn't matter. Uh, Mimikyu was a very good Pokemon, and it's still a pretty good Pokemon, so. Yeah, they wanted to get away from that. I mean, we see this again with Terrestrialization, which uh, I think they're going to try to make, like, transcend regions as well, like Vegas. Okay with that. Um, If they were to bring back to... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I want to hear your opinion, Jushiro. You need to stop asking questions. I'm going to ask the questions, okay? <laughs> I'm the captain now, okay? Sorry. <laughs> it's just I want I like to know I, I want to dig into your guys' knowledge and what you guys think. So, uh, uh but um it, I do understand that terrorization. I mean, 
One thing that I was thinking, and which is why the transition from Mega Evolutions to the Gigantamax anime was kind of confusing, specifically because they made, there was Dynamax and Gigantamax. Uh, the Gigantamax in particular, delete. Oh, don't even, you're, you're, ex- right. They really confused me because I thought that the explanation as to why they couldn't really in a feasible manner push Mega Evolutions is because you need the signed, uh, time and work on those right you have to have someone sit down and design right design a new version of said pokemon to be its mega evolution which could be used i'm thinking here as a developer which that time could be used to just creating a new pokemon right so that would take no you're you are correct you are correct yes so and I see why now, um, terrorization becomes, hey, this is more of an option to spread it out continuously because you're just adding a crown. You're not redesigning the Pokemon. You're just adding stuff to it, which in terms of developing is a much easier thing than redesigning a whole, uh, sprite. So I think that's why maybe they're pushing terrorization as like, this might be a good feature to push to future uh, generations because it is much easier from a developer standpoint uh, point of view. I mean, you think about it, and XY introduced what the smallest number of Pokemon ever in a generation. Well, if you if you count for the Megas, uh, except if you count Megas, and then it's probably like the strongest Pokemon generation ever introduced when you count the Megas. But because you could only have one on your team ever, it didn't matter that. They had such a strong set of Pokemon introduced in that generation, since most of them were locked to one per team, maybe two if you were playing BSS, but like it was balanced around having all those strong Pokemon, whereas like this gen just introduced a ton of very strong Pokemon again, and they are unrestricted with how many you can put on your team, right? Like all those Paradox Pokemon are extremely powerful and terrifying, and it and it warps the meta, it makes fewer Pokemon viable because of it. Right, but I see the I see those um going the way of tapus, right? But yeah, no, I I I don't know. I I think Megas one are just special, and I would love to see the return in some fashion, right? Yeah, and they could fix Mega Garchomp to be good. And all I think about is like they could have instead of of having like these really um like adding the Gigantamax Pokemon, right? Uh, they 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 claim they're having all these issues making like new Pokemon stuff, uh, new Pokemon designs and everything. They they could have just they could have just like used the Megas as the Gigantamax forms, right? And just like reuse them. Like, hey, this is the same form of this Pokemon, but we just like unlocked a new way to get to it. Um the stats are a little bit different. I was half hoping I was half hoping that we were going to get terrestrialized forms for Pokemon that also just gave them kind of their Megas back. Like I was hoping. Uh I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. I I mean, it was. But I was really hoping for it. Like, I wanted Dragon Charizard to be a thing again. Give him back tough claws. Let him dragon dance. I, I think, I think, I, I think one day we'll see the Megas come back, right? Like, I think so too. It, it is one of like the most beloved mechanics. And I think, I, I think a lot of that is very evident through, I, I don't know. It's in the same way that we just see Charizard coming back all the time, right? Like, I, like, I see Megas as the Charizard of the me- battle mechanics. I would love to see Pokemon like Gardevoir and Metajam be good again, right? I would just love to see more Megas in general. Like, I, I think the idea of adding these stages to Pokemon with, like, completed stages, right? Like, I'm not talking about, like, hey, Girafferig needs a Mega. Uh, that way we lock it out of Ferrigiraf. Mostly on stage twos for a TCG. Yeah, I think, right? yeah, probably mostly on stage twos. Like, Flygon's a good candidate, as everybody points out constantly and won't stop telling me that. <laughs> That's because they said they wanted to do it. 
They just couldn't figure out what to do with it. Yeah, but like, I, th- this is what I'm saying though. Like, I, I think saying that, uh, I don't know. I think I think going going around with that is make, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, part of what kind of probably was the nail in the coffin for Megas was what they did with Salamence and Metagross. Uh, those two were very gross. But they they did fix it. They did fix it. They pushed a little too far. They pushed a little too far on those two. They they did fly a little close to the sun. They flew too close to the sun. They they flew a little close to the sun. I, do, I don't disagree with you. A little too close to Pokemon Sun and Moon. I understand that Tyranitar and Garchomp were laughably bad. Tyranitar was okay. Don't, don't, I don't want that slander. Tyranitar was more Tyranitar. They gave it 10 speed and said, yeah, this is mega sure. It even had the same <laughs> ability. Like, they didn't try very hard. It was just Tyranitar. It was just bigger Tyranitar, and I'm okay with that. It was just another Tyranitar. It's just like Scissor. Scissor was another Scissor. I'm okay with it, though. I, I really appreciate... It didn't change much. It was just more Scissor. I really appreciate it, and I, w- I hope it's a mechanic that we see just, like, continue. I don't know. I, I feel like it's very compatible with terrestrialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think as a mechanic, it's very compatible. Like, unlike, like, I think Z-moves plus m- Megas on the same thing seems very uh, monstrous, but I feel like just giving you a little bit of extra something on a Pokemon. Like, Altar- Mega Altaria is a good one. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I loved Mega Beedrill. Mega Beedrill? I, not to mention a lot of how... They found a lot... Like, think about a lot of the older legendaries that are a little bit lackluster. Like, the, with the loss of Megas, we also lost Primals, too, right? So so we lost Primal Ground and Primal Kyogre, and the only ways to really make them viable were the Primals. To be fair, they are busted, but, you know. Yes. They were still, like, top-tier VGC. Yeah. Without Primals, so. Even then, like, I mean, could you imagine, like, Ho or Lugia getting Megas or something like that? Like, that would be insane. That would be great. Rayquaza is the one that really needed it. Uh, I, I agree with that. Kyogre and Groudon live fine. Rayquaza, Rayquaza's, he needs help. Uh, he definitely does, yes. He's kind of underwhelming at this point, and it's a little sad. Same with Mewtwo, he's just kind of there. Do you expect to see them bringing them back as the sole uh, new gimmick again, and then just adding more Megas, or do you just see them doing another gimmick, and then maybe uh, do uh, add Megas as an extra? Like, oh, you can still have Megas in this new version. Or do you believe that they should just go for it, just pull all their, all of their poker chips on Megas? Uh, I, so I, if you would have asked me this in 2020 or 2021, I would have said they should put all their chips on Megas. They should just go back, put all their chips on Megas. Terrestrialization's changed my mind a lot about how the gimmicks work, just because I think terrestrialization is actually a good gimmick. It is. It's, it's significantly better than the past couple. Yeah, like, on, honestly, if I were to rank them, I'd, I'd rank them Megas, then Terrestrialization, then probably Z-Moves, then Dynamax. Z-Moves, and then, yeah, Dynamax, yeah. I put Dynamax over Z-Moves, but I I put Z-Moves over Gigantamax, so. They're kind, they're kind of a, they're kind of a flex slot, right? Like, um, I, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, they, I would really like if they just brought them back and it was just Megas, though, uh terrestrialization is something that's interesting too and at this point they're just going to keep making up new things granted i don't know what else there is because the terrestrialization i felt like was after looking at everything they had done after everything they'd done i'm like it's the only well it's the only thing that i could think of that they they hadn't done yet right it's the perfect thing to just bring back next gen especially if say kalos remakes happen next gen and then megas are forced to return yeah the problem is i i am like remakes, I don't think after BDSP 
are ever going to be nearly as hype as they once were. Probably not. I don't think they want to use them as competitive games, which is funny considering how much you need PLA to get some competitive Pokemon now. I think they I think they'll do it. I think they'll make those games necessary for the future, but not for the current times, if that makes sense. Uh, Like next gen, the next game will matter. Right. I think they should go more. They they should go more. Yeah, they should go more route on their porting porting than remake. Like, I don't need. I would be okay with that, but then they they can't sell it for sixty. So yeah, I don't mean I don't need Unova to be remade. I would just wish them to just release Unova for the Switch so I can play it there. The issue is like DS to single screen porting. I have to imagine a pain in the butt for them, and those are the only games that I like. Don't remake. Well, actually, I, I like RS. You can you can release RS again. I was gonna say don't remake Gen One and Two, but then again, Heart Gold Soul Silver is really good. And- I don't know Gen Gen Ten is also next, right? So like, I I think Gen Ten there's a chance that we see st- old stuff again. There there is a chance, especially if it and Gen Gen Ten I also see because it'll probably be very close to coinciding with the the thirtieth anniversary. It'll be near the anniversary year, yeah. Yeah, I if it, if so, if I were Pokemon, right? Uh, what I'd be doing right now is seeing how I could slow roll gen 10 to hit the 30th anniversary because yeah it would be a four-year break instead of a three-year break that they usually do yeah just like an get well what you could do is instead of releasing like remake plus pla in the same year like they did is just put those on two different years i don't know how those weren't spread out but yeah uh i to be fair i did say this on other shows i do think it was necessary to put them back to back i think they should have been i i feel like well if covid wasn't a thing i feel like BDSP would have been better as like a summer game with PLA being the fall release instead of being like a two month difference or three month difference or whatever. It was. I think you do need them back to back, though. I think it should be like a six month difference. I, because I don't think I could appreciate PLA as much without just of playing BDSP. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, I think it should be like a six month difference instead of. A, yeah. Or maybe a year difference. Like. I don't know, and you, you, they kind of have the excuse right now if they do Gen 5, right? Because they could do Black and White 1 and Black and White 2, mm-hmm. and they could be super uh, super interesting and give us Black and White 3 as a Legend-style game. Mm-hmm. I, I, think that's, uh, I think that's very possible. Though I don't know what you do for the story from here, but y- you could do something like that. I recently watched a Did You Know Gaming on all the like missing Pokemon games or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that one. <laughs> And they, apparently they mentioned that, hey, maybe we could do a black and white three at some point. It's like, oh, OK. I think to wrap up the discussion, just so we don't go on forever, though, I'm sure somebody is screaming that they would love us to keep talking about Megas. Like, it's Kalos. You could go on forever. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I do think that uh, I I personally think that like Megas are a cool concept and I do want them back. I, I do want to see them come back in some sense. Um, I, I don't know what you guys think though. Like, what are your feelings? I would like to see them come back. I feel like they could figure out something with like how special terrestrialization works. Like there's more depth there that they could do that could feel like megas in the future. Maybe. I like the balance of having to hold the item and only being able to do it once per battle. I think that's, that's very, very balanced. I mean, terrestrialization already is that once per battle, right? So. I mean, they already kind of did that with, uh, Mega Rayquaza and Z moves. Like Mega Rayquaza couldn't use a Z move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think, Jishir? Would you would you want them back? Absolutely. Yeah, they were they were great. My my main frustration at the time was that I felt that it did give spotlight to some Pokemon while you know 
leaving some of the dust, and that's why I thought maybe Dyn- before I heard of Gigantamax, I was excited for Dy- uh, Dynamax because it's like, okay, this is something that all Pokemon can take advantage of, not some. And, but then we made it special for some. <laughs> <laughs> then we made an ex- the exception clause, yeah. Right, and then you, they still made the, the exception for others, so that defeats the purpose. So I was like, oh, this made no sense then. Uh, <laughs> Charizard received an exemption. It's fine. <laughs> right, and then we got to Terraform, and Terraform, I felt like, okay, this is exactly what I was, in a more, um, in a, in a more uh, competitive sense, which I know I'm the least one to talk about. I felt that Terralization was more like in line to what I thought that Mega Evolution should be. And more feasible because you don't have to redesign all the Pokemon. That being said, I do love Mega Evolutions, not to give anything discredit on them. They actually felt like Pokemons are going Super Saiyan, which I'm a Dragon Ball C fan. So, yeah. um, it, it, it was always give me more forms. That's fine. That's fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm totally in for them bringing them back. I'm totally in for them to putting all their chips in that basket if they want, if they do want to do Gen 10, uh, Gen 10 and, uh, just do more Megas. That'll be fine. Definitely for me. So, uh, yeah. I am totally, uh, definitely from all the gimmicks, I, I agree with your tier. I think the best ones in terms of just pure hype and how fun they were was Megas, uh, followed then by Terraform, which is more balanced, but not as hype as e Mega, Mega Evolutions. I think Megas just felt good, right? Like when he Mega Evolved, it just felt good. It just felt, yeah, it's just like it was awesome, yeah. You felt like your Pokemon was actually like going Super Saiyan mode and going on the attack and it makes you feel those battles felt epic. Unless you were playing the, <laughs> I guess you're a you're a Pokemon. Mega Glalie <laughs> redeemed redeems Glalie somewhat. Okay, I don't know about that. Moody Glalie's stupid. <laughs> actually, dumb. Uh. Oh, all right. That's going to be it for the topic. Our question to you guys for next week, though, is going to be: What do you think of Mega Evolution? Send those in to PokePodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, until then, though, guys, we're going to kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode today is national dex number 472 gliscor the fangus scorpion pokemon it's a legends arceus pokedex entry reads it glides soundlessly on pitch black wings and sinks sharp fangs into the throat of its prey it takes on a look of satisfaction once it has entirely drained its prey of blood uh, they also fixed its model in Scarlet and Violet. It it no longer flies all the time. Uh, Yay! It actually lands and sits on his feet, and it's very adorable. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the downsides yeah. of Kalos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, Ooh so, that yeah. hurt for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gliscor, uh, ground flying Pokemon. I can only think of one other Pokemon that's this type, and it does uh, very well. It's... L- uh, it's a very good typing, despite very, the prime right. sore weakness. Who would have guessed? Yeah, it, the, to be fair, like ice. So ice is the Pokemon type chart is a thing of beauty. Like I don't know how Game Freak managed it. Like I will give Game Freak kudos all day long for the Pokemon type chart. I right. think it is beautifully balanced, with the exception of Poison type. Um, Maybe but, Steel. No, no. Fairy steel could is, use a little. Uh, Fairy could use a nerf. I think. In all Fairy and water, maybe looking at all the terotypes for this team. Uh, yeah, but uh, it, uh, yeah, they did a fantastic job. Uh, 
So, because Ice type, it, like, it's a very good offensive type, but it's the, uh, any Pokemon that is Ice type that would benefit from getting stabbed from it is just terrible. <laughs> uh, defensively, Ice is terrible, but offensively, it's awesome. Same thing happens with Rock, actually. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic uh, offensive type, but it's also uh, it's just terrible. Well, defensively, it's better, but all of the moves are none. I don't think there's a rock type move that is a hundred percent accuracy. We have Ivy Cudgel now. Let's go. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> there's Power Gem and Ancient Power. Uh, Powder so, yeah. Gem, but th- that's special. Those are special is, attacks. Yeah, physical attacks. That, I think it literally is just Ivy Cudgel. Yes. But uh, Gliscor, good Pokemon. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just historically been good with Poison Heal, um, which gives you, like, an insane amount of HP back, actually, compared to uh, everything else. Um, yeah, leftovers or anything. Isn't it, like, an eight, like twice what uh, Leftovers um, is usually? It is. Like, isn't eight, it an eighth? It's one eighth. Yeah, it's one eighth. Yeah. Compared to one sixteenth. Yeah, compared to one sixteenth. Yeah. Exactly. And you can just poison yourself and you're fine. Which means uh, they, you're immune to burn, which is great. And and uh, and sleep and all these other things. Gliscor is a good Pokemon and has historically always been so. Yeah, we just had to miss him for like three years and now he's yeah. back. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess he wasn't in Sword or Shield, was he? No, that that's uh, why everyone was so happy yeah. that he's finally back. I guess I didn't think about that. I mean, he was uh, in BDSP, but that was PLA, in PLA, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, that doesn't mean anything. It, Those weren't just... metagames people played. It's fine. Yeah. Um, the base stats on, on this guy is are very interesting and good. Um, base speed of 95 because it's Gen 4, and that's what we did with everything. I mean, that's one of the better speed stats that came from Evolutions in Gen 4. Yeah. So he made out. <laughs> base 125 defense as well, which is very good. Like, being a fast, bulky boy... Uh, 95 attack, so your your attack stat's not too shabby. 75 HP, 75 special defense, and you're never going to use the 45 special attack anyway, so don't even, just pretend it doesn't exist. It's and a dump stat, we don't care. It, it's a dump stat, it's just there. I mean, base 510 total is pretty good. This this is a, can- speaking of Mega Evolution today, this is a candidate for that. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I would argue. It's, it's a Pokemon with stats that shouldn't evolve, Duraludon. Yeah, Duraludon. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still not, uh... I still wouldn't be surprised if, like, Archaladon is, like, a scissor evolution where it just it doesn't, doesn't change get the stats. stats. It doesn't get stat boost. Uh, like, I would not be surprised. I feel once you're above 500 stats, you probably don't need an evolution. No, you need a Bisharp. Bisharp. That's what you need. Yeah. Bisharp. Oh, Bisharp. God. Uh, King Gambit. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> At least they didn't give it knockoff. Like, that's one of the they did really good with mood i am terrified that like king gambit is going to be one of those evolutions though that's like stuck into a past game oh because of the Uh, stupid evolution method because the evolution method like it's going to end up being like the weirdier meltan situation where they don't Uh, bother like figuring out a new one or something yeah Yeah. i mean i'm kind of okay with it uh in in the way that they have home working now yeah going backwards is nice like yeah being able to go backwards so that if I catch a po- if I catch that Pokemon in my game, I can just send it back and go evolve it. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they are trying to be very proactive about making sure that every Pokemon is available on the Switch. As that result, um, our Rip Furfro. Um, it's and- fine. You can't put hats on hats. It's not <laughs> good etiquette. Furfro has funny. too many hats. They don't want to make the models for it's wearing fine. the terrestrialized hats. It's it'll be fine. He'll he'll show up a. Eventually, yeah i'm sure yeah, yeah yeah he's fine he's fine but all right uh this is we got a team for you today it is an ou team running this gly score 
Um, it, it feels, it, it feels bulky, but I don't think it is. Um, we, we've got Gliscor, obviously the titular boy, uh, toxic or poison heal. We're back, baby. Uh, 248 HP, uh, 244 special defense, 16 speed because we're hitting numbers. Um, careful nature so that your specially defense will be bulky. Um, we got earthquake spikes, toxics and protect. That is, that is titular Gliscor. I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you otherwise. Right. Uh, you are just you are just Gliscor. The only thing that pr- beats that set is probably Corviknight. Um, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, additionally, you've got a Loma Mola uh, with heavy boots uh, or heavy duty boots, I should say. Uh, with regenerator is the ability Terratype Fairy because why not? Uh, max HP, max defense, bold nature because you're just gonna be bulky and you're gonna flip turn, which is a returning move. Uh, TM, which is great. Uh, as well as Scald, um, it has Wish and Protect as well, because these are just the Stolly boys. Uh, but let me tell you, this team is not Stolly, based on everything else I am looking at. <laughs> uh, so, so, you have uh, your defensive at, pivots, yeah, but okay. Yeah, you have your defensive pivots, and you got everything else. Now we have what you pivot into. Uh, first up, we have the Blood Moon Ursaluna, the Scary Bear. Holding its leftovers, its ability, Mind's Eye, because we want to hit those ghost types with our normal attack. Uh, terror type poison because sometimes you're defensively need that poison type. Uh, I assume we're dodging fighting attacks. We are, we're max HP, max speed with the dump point and special attack. Timid nature. We're going fast. Uh, we're calm mind, earth power, blood moon for our stabs, and then vacuum wave for when you're not fast enough because you are still in Ursaluna. You're still in Ursaluna. You're not that fast. Just because no, just not. because you invested in speed, <laughs> you're not that fast. Uh, next up, we got Scissor with Heavy Duty Boots. Technician is the ability, as it always should be on a Scissor. Electric Terra type, you're never clicking that. I don't think there's a case where you're terraing the Scissor. Um, EB spread's kind of weird. 32 HP, max attack. Dump point and special defense for some reason with 220 speed. That's so weird that it's so hot. Oh, never mind. You are electric terraing sometimes. I lied. <laughs> uh, because we're an adamant nature with Terra Blast, Bullet Punch, U-Turn, and Sword Stance. I saw that as interesting Terra. <laughs> what are we luring in? Are we... What? I am You're not curious. luring anything in. I think you're just stopping yourself from getting walled, in all honesty. Like, what? what are we... What are we going for? Well, here? so it doesn't well, handle it doesn't handle a lot of bulky water types that well. That's that's true. But I I imagine a Lomobola is is a Pokemon that, that is actually out there. That you guys are talking about maybe it's the Manaphy you guys are talking about. Yeah, a lot of things do tear into water. A lot of things do tear into water. Yeah, too. the only reason a Lomobola is not tearing into water because it starts water. Uh, the second yep. the second bulky type is fairy, and then poison is the other one. So. All right, Jushiro's going to take us home. Yeah, we're going to take us home with Great Tusks, with Leftovers, the ability, of course, photosynthesis, Terra Water, which is uh, surprising, and we have the Eevee, well, we have a Jolly Nature, and the st- with the attacks of Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Ice Spinner, and Rapid Spin. You want to make sure to clear all those handicaps, or oh, not handicaps, uh, those, uh, what do you call them, uh... Obstacles. Oh, what's the word for them? I'm, I'm hazards. 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 Thank you. To get rid of those hazards. Um, and then speaking of hazards, if you do have some hazards, uh, or your opponent does on the field, you can always switch over to Meowscarada with heavy boots. 
um, ability overgrowth, although I don't know why they didn't go with protein, but that's fine. You got the Terra-type Fire, which is the field once more, and then you got the EV, uh, the Jolly Nature. Now, it's four attacks as Flower Trick, Knockoff, Brick Break, and U-Turn. I want to say choice sets are usually what go with the uh, Protean. Yeah, the Protean. Yeah, you don't want to. Gotcha. You don't want to because Protean doesn't change with every move anymore. So, right. yeah. so if you're going to change what attacks yeah. you're using, Switching. like this thing's probably going to knock off, and then they're going to think that you're like Scarf, and then you click the flower trick, and they're gone. Yep. Uh, that's right. probably what your goal is. Yep. 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 There you go. And that is going to be uh, that is it for the team, of course. Um, uh, well, I was looking at other things for Glyscore. Uh, it actually gets a card pretty often in the TCG, actually. Uh, though I do think when we get uh, when we finally get like the first uh, DLC TCG set, probably the first of blockage January or February, March, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think it would be great to see a uh, a Terra Glyscore. Glyscore that would be cool. Like a Glyscore EX, I think would be very cool. And you, you mean you just make it poison type, right? So. Make it, uh, make it the nice. first poison yeah. type, uh, uh, the first poison type Terra. I think it makes sense, and I think it's a popular enough Pokemon coming back. And obviously, they did that because they made a version exclusive. So I think that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Right. We can get fighting type Apom or something. <laughs> something stupid. Um. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this part of the show. We're going to kick it on over now, guys, to our mailbag. So let's keep. Let's uh, kick it on over to that. Welcome to our mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Last week, we asked you what your takes on the DLC were so far, and uh, I'm excited to read them. So, uh, but before we forget, this segment of the show is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And we'll give the Green Taurus bash to anybody we deem worthy, which is just a pretty color roll over on the Discord server. So, uh, let's jump into it. We are going to go ahead and start. I believe Jushiro's going to take this first one from Alex. Absolutely. Alex, and it goes, Hey, Puckle Crew. First off, I apologize for the misinformation about the DLC. I did want to talk about it, though. Through my playthrough, I saw tons of new Pokemon in a different area and was drawn into exploration aspect. I was very excited when I was walking around and picked up the Skaltium and immediately put it on whatever I could. I appreciate the forest section not being a hot mess, and I am happy to report that I was able to take one step into it without falling through the floor. I feel like this was a sizable amount of content, and it took me around 10 hours to complete, which is not bad for 15 bucks. One Pokemon that I was happy to see return was Slugma, and it is one of my favorite Shinies, as well as the cool Pokemon in my opinion. I also appreciate the amount of extra battles and side quests you could do after completing the main story. Something, Some things that I do uh, have to talk about uh, it includes Blood Moon or Saluna, as well as the Pokedex. I was not happy when I found out that I couldn't roll up to a battle with a shiny Blood Moon or Saluna, which is understandable, but still slightly disappointing. But I also, uh, but also the fact that around forty percent of my decks was completed just by catching the base forty. I do have an. Uh, uh, I fifty percent. It was no. It's actually it's actually like ninety nine, yeah. right? Like out of the two hundred, it's a hundred if you trade for the Quagsire. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, I started with a no, hundred, and the last thing I needed was a Whooper because it didn't count the Whooper. 
because yep. apparently I had it before and it just was not. Well, it did the same thing with the his, with the with the Hisuian Basculin. It made you it made you catch a new Basculin. Okay. Yeah, and then it says, uh, "I am glad that it isn't uh, an Isle of Armor copy and paste though. Uh, anyway, keep on going with the great podcast uh, and bring some light to dreary Mondays. Best, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, man. All right. I do. I also do have a problem with like walking with half the Pokedex. It wasn't as bad, I think, in Isle of Armor. I think Isle of Armor was like, I think they actually did have like 120 Pokemon or something. It had 210 total. And I don't remember how many you started with. I know there was still a lot, but I don't remember how many it was. It was probably like 80 something, 90 something. Yeah, it felt like that. The one that the one that was really bad was Crown Tundra because a lot of the Pokemon that was were added were the legendaries that weren't in the decks, but they still they still tried to have a 200 Pokemon decks and you ended up walking in with like 140 of them. And then like half of them were the fossils after that, so it's Yeah. Like, oh. It it felt bad. <laughs> like they added all the fossils that weren't Sinnoh, so it's like okay, I guess those take up all the space. All right. Well, thank you for that. Our next email is going to come to us from Andy. You've got this one, Sigma. Hi, Puckle Crew. Here is my short and sweet Teal Mask review. I expected more from the Teal Mask. I played through it on a weekend and managed to fill the decks while playing the story. Sadly, it lacks content in most departments. The region is just an empty area with not much to see and do. I disagree with that, <laughs> actually. I think that was nice. <laughs> The fact that it is structured, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's kind of, I don't know. I'm of two minds of it. Like, I can understand people who think it's empty, but also I, I think the skull is like a fun maze. Uh, it's like an evolution to the Crown Tundra cave system. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I love, I liked it in Crown Tundra. And now that I can just jump wherever I want to go to look at branching cave systems, I like it a little more. <laughs> Cause you no longer find like dead ends. But that's true. Um, continuing on. The fact that it is structured exactly like Paldea was a disappointment. It is almost comical how similar the maps look. Yeah, the shape is the same. Yeah, actually. OK, I do remember reading this and being like, I, I disagreed. And then I read this paragraph now that I'm reading it again and being like, yeah, OK, he's right that it's just a mountain in the center. It's it's OK. It's OK. It's fine. You can explore the center, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unlike Area Zero, right? Yeah. I mean, you can explore Area Zero eventually, but it's not as fun. You don't get to see the sky anymore. I, I think, honestly, I think Area Zero uh, being hidden from us until, like, the end of the game was very masterful. I'm not going to lie. The music in Area Zero with the story. I think it worked very well for what they were doing. Yeah, it worked very well for what they were doing. Like, they did the mu They nailed the music for that, too. Like, while you were doing it, it was very good. The music in Scarlet and Violet in general is just gourmet chef kiss. The uh, the ending was very well done, uh, and I think they won awards for it, so. it was, I think the story was very good. The game just needs to run it faster than four frames per second. The game needed a little help, but the story was well done. Uh, I think the characters were good, too. So I, I argue the gameplay was also done very well. I just, again, wish the frame rate was just not trash. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't optimized, it felt, for the Switch, which is unfortunate, but both feature one big mountain in the middle of the s with a settlement in front. Another town, or at least a camp, with some NPCs and a quest or two, would have done a lot for this DLC. Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't another town. I thought the Festival Ground was another town, 
Yeah, I, I knew that I figured there was going to be when they introduced the town in the trailer. I'm like, OK, so this is good. Like the town is just kind of a joke. I'm like, this is going to this is going to be the only town. I'm like, this is going to be our base of operations. It's going to be kind of like Crown Tundra, where there's a little town, and that's going to be all there is, uh, and they're just going to have us run around, and that's exactly what happened. So what I was really hoping they do was tie this region to the Sinjo ruins, and I think that would have done a little bit for it, but... You know what? That would have been very good, actually. Like, this seems like it would be in roughly that area where Sinjo would take place, right? Like, north of Johto, south of Sinnoh. Ursa Luna swam across the sea to get there, so I feel like it could have worked, but oh well. The story was nothing special either, but it caught me by surprise that Ogrepan was actually the good guy. I'm looking forward to see what they are doing with the character of Kirin. I see potential for him to become a strong rival in the second DLC. Ogre is a fun minigame, but as a solo player, you cannot beat medium difficulty, nor can you search for a group without a password. That's unfortunate. Uh, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Since my... Yeah, like, it it would have been nice to just pair with randos. Yeah. But, oh, well. Since my three... Pa- <laughs> right. It's a fun mini game. It's just a pain in the butt to get started. Uh, since my three favorite Pokemon of all time, Torterra, Gliscor, and Yanmega made it back into the game, I have nothing to complain here. However, I would have loved to have a side quest where you can encounter all the Hisui forms. Yes. The new Pokemon are okay. Hard agree. Hard agree. It's so close to Hisui. Like, we got Growlithe at least, and that's a competitive Pokemon, but uh, we should have gotten Ursaluna. We should have, well, they should have given us a P-Block. They should have just given us P-Block, and Teddy Ursa and Ursa Ring should have been in the decks. Mm-hmm. Right. The new Pokemon are okay. Blood Moon, though, is a great design and explanation of- how and why Blood Moon exists would have been appreciated. As it stands, it is the weakest Pokemon DLC on the Switch and gets a C minus. Best regards, Andy. I believe IGN gave it a five. Really? I didn't think it was that bad. I I don't understand. I don't understand that like why like it in terms of if you take into account what Scarlet and Violet is. Scarlet and Violet is a very story driven Pokemon game, which is very unusual, by the way. And this was a very story-driven DLC. Um, I think I think the issue with this is like it's very hard to rate this DLC until the next one because the other one obviously rolls into it, um, and we, which makes me honestly hope that there's like a second DLC in the wings. Uh, but I don't think that'll happen. Uh, but I, I like part of me wants to hope there's just like one more DLC left. Like, give me two more packs. Give me two more DLCs. Uh, that'll give you an extra year, and you can uh, you you can you can get me Gen Ten on the. 30th anniversary and we can do the everyone's here okay (laughs) all right so i pulled up the review here's the little blurb at the end it got a five which is mediocre on their thing yeah 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 i the teal mask is yet another step in a slow quality downslide for this series really runs terribly looks ugly feels predictable doesn't offer any of the freedom that scarlet and violet's main story did and fall short in so many ways compared to just about every other Pokemon game and DLC I've played. Okay, I mean, they can have that opinion. I thought it was fine. I mean, I would probably... uh, I don't think I'd go above a 7 for it. Like, 7's fine. I think 7's probably where I'd be. 7.5, maybe. Yeah, I I think it's between, like, a 6 and a 7 for me. But, yeah. I was surprised when I heard that they gave it a 5. Wow, 5's low. I mean, bold. Uh, maybe, Maybe it'll let Pokemon realize that they need to change change things 
All right. Our last email today is going to be from Mankey. Greetings, Puckle Crew. First off, because I'm worried. Carmine, who are who are you mad at? Who hurt you? <laughs> While I await clarity on that, I'd love to share my thoughts on the DLC. <laughs> Aesthetically, it is beautiful. I'm going to go to I'm going to Bali for my honeymoon in the month, and the rice terraces were very reminiscent of all the travel videos. Well, congrats on your honeymoon. Um, I've yeah. been watching, so I was I very much enjoying that. Nighttime at the festival is peak tranquility. I thoroughly enjoyed just walking around with the spooky Pokemon at my side, Poltergeist, Chandelure, uh, Poltergeist, my bad. Um, just getting lost in the fantasy world. The storyline was fine, predictable, and over a little too quickly, but no major complaints. My tinfoil hat thought, to reuse a phrase from the recent episode, is a potential connection to the OG anime. While traipsing around the Mossfell confluence, I found a sign that said items from upstream get washed downstream and end up there. And suddenly I remember the Quagsire episode from the anime from Gold and Silver, where the local Quagsire would collect balls and spheres and throw them at the moon, and they would be found floating downstream by the villagers, which is a sign of good luck, apparently. This may be out of reach, but with the Johto Whooper line being brought back, maybe? Uh, it's definitely a reach. 1,000% a reach. <laughs> anyway, I'm very excited to see where the next DLC takes us and hopefully ties everything together. P.S. I shiny, shiny hunted for the first time and I got a sea titan and I named it Gladys after the orca that is teaching the other orcas to sink ships. Thought you might appreciate that. I do. I do appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) The the great buckle lore of the orcas. Oh, no. (laughs) Go orcas. And that is from Mankey. All right. I think that uh, Alex got the badge here, honestly. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I was going to suggest it. Yeah. That's that's fine. That's the one I want. All right, Alex, you get the badge, and uh, that's it. If you want to email us next week again, let us know what your thoughts on Mega Evolution are over at uh, PucklePodcast.com. Do you want it back? Do you think it should stay where it is, or do you want more? All right, so, of course, if you want to hang out with us, the best way to do so is to go over to Puckle... Uh, what is it? PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Additionally, you can go over to... Uh, our YouTube, YouTube.com slash Puckle Podcast, our Twitch, twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast. And if you'd like to support the show, two ways to do so. Uh, one, you can go over to trollandtoad.com and buy some cardboard using code PucklePod5 at checkout. Uh, we really appreciate it when you use that code. And additionally, if you want to, you could head over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. A couple new shows are coming out over there. So if you want access to those, I believe those are at the $5 tier. Um, though one of them might be locked behind the 10 soon. So we are going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, I think there should be a teaser for one of those at the end of this, too. So definitely check that out. It was on last week's, actually. So, yeah. Oh. No, there's another one. There's another one. There was one on last week. Uh, that show didn't come out because I forgot to upload it before I left for Madison, Wisconsin. So it's going to come out but before this episode's up. But ah. it will be there. But there's going to be another show on top of that. Like, I think we're up to three Patreon shows a month now. So, yeah, there's uh, there's an episode where I interview one of you guys. And then there's another one where I will go ahead and I, I get to talk with the patrons. Um, a couple patrons mm. get to go on. It's actually a good time. If you want to be a patron that's on the show, the higher the tier, the better. But uh, again, the Patreon's probably going to be restructured for October. So definitely watch out for that as well. Things are going to be changing here in Puckleland. And uh, I'm hoping we can get some cool merch out. Uh, but it'll probably mostly be through Patreon at first. But yeah. Uh, until then, though, guys, I have been Trainer Thatch. Some say I've been to Shiro. And I've been R-Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
to uh, the first ever Puckles Patreon Hangout, where we're going to hang out with a couple of the listeners of the show, um, who also, I guess, uh, support the show in such a way that, they, that they're on my short list. Um, so I've got uh, the wonderful as always, uh, well, I shouldn't say as always, because you haven't been here on the show that often. I've talked to you all the time, though, Trev. Uh, Trev, the late night legend from the Discord server. Hello, Thatch. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, Thatch. Hello, everybody. I like that intro. <laughs> and, and we've got the Aussie Crocodile. Um, good day, everybody. Who everybody might know from all of the mailbags. I don't know if I have I read yeah. a lot of you. Have I read a lot of them, or just like one or two of them? Because like I know you send them um, in all the time, and I feel bad because so man, I feel bad with the mailbag all the time. But that, I, I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm about sixty percent. Sixty percent of my emails no, I, have come through. So that's a good. That's yeah. a good batting average. That's a good batting. Yeah, yeah, average. A good strike right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm always worried with the uh, with the mailbag. Because like we used to read every email, right? Like way back in the day. I don't know how far back you've listened. Trev, you've been around for a while, actually. I'll, I'll ask you. This, uh, I'm going to ask this question in a minute. But yeah, we used to read like every email uh, on the show. And it was always uh, it was always such a pain because there'd be so many emails uh, like there. There's one show in particular where I remember thinking like we can't keep doing this. Um, we had something like 15 emails that episode come in. Oh, to the wow. Mailbag. Yeah. And we read every single one of them. And it took us about 45, 50 minutes. The mailbag segment was 45, 50 minutes of that show. And it, and it wasn't entertaining yeah, because, like, we were just reading it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mostly, I mostly send them in. If I'm, I'm usually driving, um, mm-hmm. I listen to the podcast. And if I find myself talking like, to yeah. you guys, as you're, like, you obviously can't hear me. And then yeah, I'll yeah. sort of be, like, talking on the way home. And then I'll be like, right get home jot out and then <laughs> it's kind of just a, 
kind of like trying to join in the conversation without actually being there. So no, no, I completely um, understand. Let yeah. let it be known that yeah. I do read them. Uh, <laughs> I do read them. I just it's just when like showtime comes, I try to I try to be good and like give everybody a chance, right? To to yeah, have their yeah, email yeah. read because I don't I don't want it just to keep reading like one person's because like yours are like in terms of emails we get like yours are like above average. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, <laughs> I don't know if that says anything about you or about the quality of emails we usually get, but, uh, <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, like they're above, they're above average. So like, yeah, it's always solid to be like, oh yeah, I can just go back and I can read Aussie Crocodile's email and we'll, we'll make sure we at least have one that's like readable on the show. But it, to, go, to go back to what you said, Aussie Crocodile, yeah. about how when you write your email, it's just like, you, you will talk as if you're there, even though, you know, it's a podcast. I, yeah. I would do the same thing. But I drive, I listen to it yeah, in yeah. the car on the way to work with my brother in the car with me. And we're both listening to the podcast. So I have the advantage when someone makes a point on the podcast that we like, we agree with, we have something to say, we pause it and we like discuss it with each other. We're like, oh, <laughs> that is such a good point he made. I agree. You know, Game Freak ETC needs to do whatever still. And yeah, so yeah. like, I have that. I pause so, it. I talk to my brother. So you have a podcast about the podcast in your car. That's yes, basically. Yeah, yeah, you have a... <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I I don't want this to just be like uh you know an hour of us talking about mailbags, but uh, <laughs> I mean it could be uh, if you want it to be. But um, I guess like a little bit of introduction to like who you guys are, right? Like, um, so I, I've got like some baseline questions for like who you are, what you want to talk about. But um, I guess the first question is like, how long have you been listening to Puckle? How did you get into Pokemon, and why did you even look for Puckle in the first place? Like, those are those three questions right there. Feel free to answer them in any amount of detail you want to. I'll I'll let Trev go first because I called on you first. Okay. Earlier. So, what was the first one? How long have you been? How long at have Puckle, you been Pokemon at Puckle? And- yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get into Pokemon? What was your first experience with Pokemon? And then why did you search for Puckle? That's what I want to know. Okay, so joining You've- Puckle. That was that was before Sword and Shield came out. For sure. No, no, because I've known you for a while. Yeah, but I like I don't remember like I wasn't in the Puckle community during Mm. uh, Gen Gen Eight. If you like that and you want to access the whole almost hour and a half podcast, you can go over to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Puckle Podcast and join at the five dollar tier or above. Doing so helps support the show and can get you access to cool content like this Seth's chit chat that we did last week and soon to be new game corner plus so please check that out out guys uh we drop plenty of cool goodies in this show so be sure to check it out and i hope to catch you on the next one hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.